Hello. That recordy boy. Aw, yeah. Hot mic, Just baby. Just a couple of boys recording. The mics are as hot as our takes. Got to bring a fan in here, then, to cool these mics down. And these takes. Nah, keep those takes sizzling. <laughs> Don't want like to cool off the takes. Like a fajita at Chili's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Andrew, sizzling. your similes, they're out of control. <laughs> I must be stopped. <laughs> Actually? <laughs> Andrew, those similes are like a bull in a china shop. That's that's a simile and a metaphor. But um, isn't it just an analogy? No. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is the voluntary viewing podcast's quarantine cast, where we chronicle what it is like to live in what will almost undoubtedly be one of the most tumultuous times in the 21st century on the podcast is me, Lucas DeRyder, uh, who is currently in spreadsheet hell, Ryan Holtz, who is still thrilled to be living in L.A. even under these times, and the man with the hot similes, Andrew Clark. Those hot, sizzling similes. An analogy would be, your similes are to the English language what bulls are to china shops. Hot sizzling similes, Batman. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jumpin' Jehoshaphat. <laughs> Those similes, sir, are sizzling. Shit. <laughs> what is Jehoshaphat? I have no idea. Is that a place? Well... It almost sounds oh, biblical. King of Ooh. Judah. I don't ah. know how to spell it. J E H O S H A P H A T. Why is he jumping? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> jumping Jehoshaphat. Um, popularized by the name's utility as a euphemism for Jesus and Jehovah. The phrase spelled jumping Jehoshaphat. <laughs> It's first recorded in the novel The Headless Horseman. <laughs> That's strange. Oh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> We're really getting to the, the meat and potatoes of the issues that are facing our nation and the world at large. Ah, the eighth plague of Egypt. Coronavirus. Ah. And the ninth flag, Honto virus, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Wait, what? There was like that other virus that that dude in China died from, and then they were like, oh, oh. that's from rodents. Like, not really going to be transmitted person to person, but... Fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. No, I, I mean, what, what, what's there really to talk about even? There's a global pandemic going on, and the best U.S. leadership can do is tell us to maybe take malaria medicine. Yeah, sacrifice the olds so that the uh, S and P five hundred goes back up. I'm not. I'm not oh. so young that I don't remember the. Um, what did they call them? Death courts. Um, uh, death panels. Death panels. Death panel. Yeah, yep. that was like a whole thing. That like, like 
people will be the, making the financial decisions over if old people should die or live. And it's like, oh, yeah. you mean that thing that you're doing on TV? Yeah, that was the thing that Democrats were going to do 10 years ago. And now it's like, well, I mean, guys, <laughs> stonks. <laughs> stonks. <laughs> uh, the old people, they want to be fucking kamikazes for stonks. <laughs> If it was me, I'd rather die than see my country go into a Great Depression. It's really weird seeing, like, the, like, like obviously there's all the sarcastic takes, like the meme takes that we're doing right now, but there, there's also some, like, conservative commentators that are legitimately saying, like, I will gladly sacrifice myself if it means, you know, stabilizing the economy. And like, shut the fuck up, man. You're, like, <laughs> 39 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we need a straw poll or something. Are you willing to just yeah. straight up fucking die? Do you so want to fucking goes die? <laughs> I, saw, <laughs> I saw someone on Instagram yesterday post, what's the problem, guys? I thought all of you wanted to die anyway. <laughs> just calling this out. I mean, it's not us. I feel like boomer humor is very much different from uh, millennial Gen Z humor. Of wanting to die. Mm-hmm. I feel like if anything, the boomers want to very much live. <laughs> so. We got to we'll... scrape out a few more but... years. Not so many years that we'd have to actually live with the consequences of climate change. But, <laughs> but just a few more I mean, years. Could, could boomers live, though, with the guilt of knowing that because they didn't go to work and die, a billionaire can no longer afford their private island? No! What kind of life is that? Yeah, could you even live with yourself? I mean, if I knew that me not going to work uh, would cause the CEO of my company to, like, have a 6% lower uh, market share, like, in stocks, I mean, I just might commit seppuku. Yeah. I'll just straight up commit honorable death. (laughs) Yo, I'm straight up committing honorable death out here. (laughs) <laughs> yo i am straight up not having a good time <laughs> that that comes after the the aforementioned very slow wasting away uh due to our overwhelmed hospitals and inability to place you on a ventilator yeah uh yeah i even i don't know even the suggestion of oh yeah if people just start getting back to work next week everything will go back to being fine it's no, yeah, no, it'd get so that's, much worse. That's a fantasy. Honestly, I think it'd be yeah. worse for the economy if everyone went back to work right yes, now. Yes, absolutely. Like it might not even right. be like an A or B, like people dying or the economy dying. Like it might be people dying and the economy dying, or just the economy dying. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you pick? It's a tough decision. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, those human lives. I know they don't. They're not worth much to you, but it's like the the trolley. Uh... What's it called? The, the trolley yeah. um, conundrum, or God, what is it called? What's the actual name? Trolley of it? problem. The trolley problem. Trolley just problem. Like, yeah. You can st- you can stop the trolley at any time, but doing so would cause the uh, you know the CEO of the bus company to lose you know some of his retirement. <laughs> yeah. It's um. It is brutal. Yeah. Uh, it. I, I don't know. I know this has been a talking point before, but this was always going to be 
an issue, a problem that uh, political administration and uh, Congress would have to deal with. But I, yeah, I, I, I just have no faith in the current administration to, well, as they've already demonstrated, handle it well. They're just going to keep seemingly fucking up at every opportunity. I don't have any faith in the American people. <laughs> also, like I, I think any administration would be challenged. This one in particular, but like, god damn, man! <laughs> I feel like any any uh, widespread restriction on quote unquote freedom for Americans is just never gonna work. Yep, people do not like giving up anything here. <laughs> I saw a lot of because Wisconsin is like I think at the end of. The- today going into a shelter in place uh mm-hmm. which they're calling a safer at home instead of shelter in place just because of optics but it kind of like, makes yeah. sense yeah because shelter so in like, place yeah. is the whole school shooting thing yeah so yeah. it's kind of like weird this is the same term yeah <laughs> but like it, it may like it makes sense that they're doing it like yeah like this is the right move but like so many people are like we are now calling for the impeachment of Governor Tony Evers, this unconstitutional act that is blatantly meant to, like, suppress the will of the people. Like, shut up. No no one's trying to keep you from protesting so that they can maintain some sort of power. <laughs> They're trying to keep the hospitals from being overloaded. God damn it. Yeah. Well, that's also the problem, is that we're also kind of a, a people that need to see things. We don't We don't trust models and shit like that. So, like, when people are like, I mean, the hospitals aren't overloaded now. Look at our death rate. It's so low. And it's just like, they're uh, about to be. Yeah. <laughs> literally, probably within a few days here. It's and, like those, uh, those people, like, there's so many people that are in the ICU right now. And it's mm-hmm. not like all of them are going to recover. No. They're still going to be there in a week. And we're going to be adding more and more cases every single day. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. they are literally about to be, whether we institute full-blown shelter in place or not, it's like, more of like it if takes, we institute it now in two weeks things will be better yeah it's like, it's a it's a slow acting disease which is why i think so many people have been so reluctant to join on they're like i don't feel sick i can go out and it's like yeah you won't feel sick for another like week to 10 days but you will feel sick and then in that time you'll have gotten so many other people sick and then it's like oh i'm in the hospital but like i don't feel that bad and it's like yeah but in a week you will be that bad and then, like, after that point, like, maybe a week from then, you'll be dead. Maybe you'll pull yeah. through. But maybe not. Always that possibility. It's like, things take time. I, I, I remember, like, three weeks ago and people are saying, like, oh, my God, only, like, 30 people have died from it so far. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I was like, yeah, it just fucking started. Yeah. <laughs> You've, it's just, like, it, the analogy like, was, you- like... If you like start the movie and like three minutes in, you're like, oh my god, we haven't even gotten to the, like, like nothing's happened yet. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah we're getting there. <laughs> they keep introducing us to these characters. Like, God, just someone shoot someone already. <laughs> I started watching yeah. Game of Thrones, and like at the end of the pilot, not that many people have died yet. I don't yeah. see what the point is. <laughs> it actually, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I. I if you look at some of the early models, it's hilarious how accurate they are. Like, people superimpose, yep. like, the U.S. Um, it's the U.S., that, which is hilarious because we have actually taken steps. Um, so it's actually worse in theory. Someone imposed, like, the current trend versus the U.S. If it, Like, the early models 
for the U.S. if it didn't take any steps towards prevention. And they're almost identical. And it's like, oh, so it's actually much worse because we have taken some steps and clearly they're not helping. And uh, if you keep following this model, <laughs> in a couple weeks here, we're looking at uh, thousands of people dead. So... I I, and at some level, I feel like the experts that are being consulted for this, um, the, the people who actually do know how to address this, at this point, they have, they are just flying by the seat of their pants because well, it's the same thing is oh. it's the exact same thing as climate change, right? Yeah, like it's literally yeah. like I, on some level, all those yeah. experts were like, "This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen," and they're like, "I don't believe you. It's fine now." And now we're to the point where, like, some people are finally starting to listen, and this and the climate change scientists are like, we don't have any fucking ideas anymore. Like, nothing's gonna fix I, this at this point. We're too far along. Like, we'll try all of our shit, training is but... all of our training is to stop things from getting to right here and worse. <laughs> yeah. And now nobody knows how to stop this car crash now that it's halfway going. It's just like people don't understand how disease vectors work, and like how things spread, and like. What yeah. fucking idiots? I will, they don't understand well, disease vectors. No, well, I understand. Well, no, saying. I mean you but, should trust the people that do understand how disease yeah, vectors but, work. But like, but it I, is funny to like. I also don't uh, don't understand how disease vectors. Yeah, I work. don't fucking understand. But that. I mean, like, I don't I don't know if I, you know, mentioned in the podcast yesterday, but it was like I saw this one scientist who said like, if you have the flu, on average, you would infect one point four people, you know, per person that is infected. You know, and with coronavirus, you like an average person would infect three people, and it doesn't seem like that's that drastically different. But like, if you go to a factor of ten, like you get ten rounds of infection. You know, with the person with the flu would have been responsible for like twenty nine people getting infected, and that one person that had coronavirus would be responsible for after the same period of time fifty nine thousand people getting infected. Yeah. <laughs> It's, well, there it's, was the there was the really like, good holy gif. Shit. There was a really good gif on Twitter that was basically like a family tree, but of infection, and they just showed like the full tree, and then they showed what would happen if just one person stayed home, and like how many people down the line that eliminates, and like they just started eliminating random people not infecting, and it showed like I mean you could you cut it by seventy five percent if you remove like six people from the tree, like that's it's really all it is, so. Also, by the way, I think that one of the things that really gets through to the American citizens, uh, similar to like the children in cages, when you get actual videos and eyewitness reports of what's going on there, people actually care. And I feel Mm -hmm. like this is once again, America's like hatred of reading, especially subtitles, Mm. because there are videos right now of like Spanish doctors like crying on air as they explained that they needed to tell their elderly like patients, like their ventilator was needed for a younger person and basically sentencing yep. an elderly person to death. And that is exactly the type of stuff that actually gets through the American people, but no one wants to read subtitles and like it, you know, it's, it's foreign language news. So people don't pay attention and it's just like, man, if we could just get some of that shit like beamed into everyone's head, maybe people would actually pay attention because appeal to emotion is like the only thing that does it a lot of the time. So, I mean, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that because like I saw that and like I was going to talk about it, uh, but just like you know if if numbers are your thing, you know if you're an emotional person like that's what does it for you. But if you're a numbers thing, just I'm I'm gonna read off the 
like the headers of each of my journal entries that I've had since March 11th. <laughs> Oh, so we're getting it. Okay. We this this is less than two weeks. No, and like th- these are just the numbers because each day before I go to bed, I write down like the statistics of like how the disease has changed in the U.S. and then globally. So, on the first day that I recorded, it was March 11th. At that point, the U.S. had 1,300 cases. The next day, there were 1,700 cases. Then 2,200. And then 2,900, then 3,700, 4,700, 6,500, 9,400, 14,000, 19,000, uh, 34,000, 46,000. That was last night. And I, I record that at the end of the day. So that was like midnight last night. And then right now it's about four o'clock and we've got 53,000 confirmed cases. And, like, tomorrow it'll probably be, like, 80,000. I mean, on some level, that's... We're finally testing people, and we can get those numbers now. Uh, and that might be a factor in why they are inflating so rapidly. But also, yes, very concerning. But like, most of the new cases that were getting tested could have been infected before I even started writing this journal. Also, like, it's, it's just crazy like how quickly things progress oh yeah give it a give it a week i mean we're about to we're about to pass china (laughs) yeah i mean think about that (laughs) i mean italy is also about to pass china but like we're gonna pass italy well italy is adding less less cases every day now yeah it's kind of it's kind of wild so it's showing i mean the effect of their late admittedly late lockdown is finally having its effect. So ours is just, I feel like our lockdowns are just starting. Mm-hmm. So in theory, we're going to be the new Italy for a couple of weeks and then maybe it'll get under control. And then if we do the whole like back to work by Easter thing, it'll it, just spike again after yeah. we all go back to work. Uh, yeah. Mm. Current estimates for number of deaths in the United States uh, by the end of the year caused by coronavirus are 580,000 deaths. It's crazy it's that low, honestly. Yeah. I'm betting that's, like, if we stay locked down for the whole duration. Yes. I can't imagine that's if it, we, I mean, we let people out. I mean, we almost certainly will not do that. People will just get fed up and go back to work after a couple of weeks, which they shouldn't. But, yeah. oh, well. I, I mean, you say fed up, but on some level, unless the administration passes some legislation in the near future, a lot of people can't afford to not work for that length of time and that's another compounding issue in this clusterfuck of a situation oh yeah <laughs> what are you guys lives like same it is kind of uh, boring on the I ground mean, level i feel like right yeah um i'm currently in spreadsheet hell because my job and ryan do you have any advice on how to get through that I don't know what you mean. I just like, I have to spin up a bunch, like a master tracking doc for new show releases uh, for my job. New show, like across all of TV? Uh, all of anime, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ryan, tell me how to keep track of anime. I know you're yeah. good at that. I was about to like be like, ah, I do that report for my company, but it's I do real TV. Um, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hashtag real TV. Shame. Um, 
I don't know how to do it for anime. There's a website that I use frequently for my work that I also use for my report of like all the new shows coming out called uh, The Futon Critic. And they definitely have like all the Netflix anime. I'm not sure if they have Mm -hmm. all anime. Uh, They might have like Crunchyroll on there. I'm not sure. But they they track like release dates and premieres and all that stuff uh, throughout every single day. And I just put it together for like the entire company for the next you know six months or so and Food just time updated every month oh, yep. check that out okay so i can recommend it it's pretty cool but it is yeah more focused on like i'm not gonna say real tv again it's more focused on mainstream american tv how about that i i'm curious now what like Crunchyroll's numbers are compared to netflix or hulu or other streaming platforms but okay cool thank you yeah and if you're talking about spreadsheet hell, I think I've already updated seven spreadsheets, and I think I've got at least eight more to do before the end of the day. So, good old Excel. When I dream, I dream of uh, Crofts referencing data blocks with pivot tables. <laughs> <laughs> it's are fantastic. You an, are you in Excel Excel or Google Spreadsheets? Oh, Excel. Come on. Oh. Oh. Google Spreadsheets is watered down. Hold on. Oof, the T. It is. Google Spreadsheets actually doesn't have some of the formulas that we use. So it's literally like not usable. <laughs> like if we were to transport our documents into Google Spreadsheets, some of the formulas just wouldn't calculate. Microsoft, so. give us money. Oh, no. it's Excel's not a great program. It's just the best <laughs> thing we have. Like... That's, I feel like that's what everyone's always said. Like, Excel sucks, but no one does it better. So, therefore, that's what we roll with. Andrew, outside of your real-life nightmare journal that you're chronicling, what's going on <laughs> in your life? Real-life nightmare. Yeah, real-life nightmare. Non-fiction <laughs> nightmare journal. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, not much. Just, you know, work is stupid. Still trying to figure out what the fuck we're going to do. Uh, I got a new boss today just because they are once again kind of switching things around. Yeah, I was going to say another one. Yeah, seriously. That's three new bosses, right? It, it is. Um, <laughs> and uh, she implemented uh, twice daily group meetings every single day where at 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. we have to do like video chats. And today was the first one with, like, the whole new team together. And she's like, let's do, like, an icebreaker. And I could just, like, feel myself, like, reaching for a knife to slit my throat. Um, And she's like, tell me one thing that you're struggling with, you know, working from home. And then one new hobby you picked up. And then, you know, I was thinking, like, what am I struggling with? The walls of my apartment are slowly yeah. closing in around me as I, was, I feel my brain melt like a yeah. like a stick of butter in a dish. And then I was like, read oh, your journal. my desk is kind of low, so my back hurts. <laughs> and then they're like, what what new hobby are you like picking up? And then I'm like, thinking about my, my real life nightmare journal. And then <laughs> I just said, I've tried to take up creative writing again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this is how humanity dies. Yeah. 
with icebreaker activities as we all wait out the apocalypse. And, like, seriously, like, as the day went on, people were trying to, like, cycle through which team collaboration, like, app to use. Which is like, oh, are we going to use Skype? Are we going to use Slack? Are we going to use Microsoft Teams? And, and they settled with Teams, I guess, and have nobody really knows how to use it. Nice. And they're like, why don't we just use Slack? That's just what everyone uses. They're like, no. It's like, oh, how about <laughs> Zoom? No. It's like, well, our company has been using Skype for business this whole time, like for like five years. Why don't we just stick with that? No. <laughs> Sounds like the conch shell from SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Can I have something to eat? <laughs> no. Every, um, everyone just like, oh man, I'm just having the snack the snackies you know just can't stop snacking fuck me dude yeah this sounds like the literal office from office space and uh oh Uh, boy someone asked like hey why are we doing this at 8 (laughs) a.m like like so it was like me and like three other people that joined this team and everyone else i guess has been there like oh we've been doing this every day and like Oh, it's a little early. Most of us don't even start working until 8.30. And they're like, oh, you know, most of us just do these team meetings in our pajamas. I'm like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. We're better than this. Do you guys- <laughs> That's also one of the quickest ways for your mental health to deteriorate working from home, just not to get dressed or shower yeah, or the- fall into your usual routine. The-, the first two days that I worked from home, I, like, just wore sweatpants and, like, a sweatshirt. And then, like, halfway through the second day of working from home. So not not like I had been doing this for a while and, you know, realized I had changed. Like, halfway through the second day, I realized I was wearing the same clothes as the day before. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this ends now. <laughs> and so I've just been wearing normal clothes. Speaking of things ending, this is going on a little long. I say we do a clap sync. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I did have a thought that I can use for this, the spinoff. Or the, what's it called? The, the post roll. The, the, the stinger. Stinger, sure. give you guys like just a little bit of a preview of the real apocalypse because this is not the apocalypse no, as much as people no, say absolutely but not. like if there were to be a nuclear like disaster on the scale that would actually wipe out humanity this is exactly what would happen like yep. people would just stay home we would just kind of like huddle together while our you know all the essential services slowly turned off and then you just die <laughs> yep i feel like there would be that like I feel like so many people have, like, watched post-apocalyptic shows that they've been, like, we gotta, you know, hit the ground running and go straight into Mad Max mode. And so, like, while most of us just stayed home, there would just be, like, this huge wave of people driving around shooting guns and, like, (laughs) stealing shit. (laughs) So it would be, like, extra, like, stay in your home, don't go outside. Yeah, I think that's, that's what you think, that's what you imagine, but, man, I think people are cowards, and at the end of the day... It would literally just be this, but 
with everyone dying at the end. I think it would be a very, very small minority of people that would do that. But I I feel like there's such a... I mean, like, even now, I've been seeing a lot of, like, stock up on your guns and ammo guys. It's about to get real. And, like... Yeah, but those are just memes. I'm telling you. I don't think that people actually are going to do anything. I was talking with a friend of mine from high school on COD Warzone the other day. He's like, hey, how have things been for you in the quarantine? And, yeah, you know who it was. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I kind of said what was going on. He's like, oh, like, has, has anyone been freaking out? And I'm like, uh, I mean, like, not really. People are upset. He's like, oh, okay. My roommate's, like, currently packing his bug out bag. I'm like, mm. oh, what's he got in there? He's like, mostly just guns and ammo. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, shit. And, like, how's that affecting you? He's like, oh, not really. I am going to go buy a gun, though. <laughs> like, oh, man. Wait, I'm, like, that I'm like, I considered buying a gun for, like, 30 seconds. And I'm like, Andrew, stop being a fucking idiot. <laughs> Bye, and on everybody. that note... <laughs>